green pastures. I know you're picturing lush fields of belly deep alfalfa as far as the eye can see. Well, get that picture out of your mind. Instead, see clumps of green along the arid landscape of the Negev Desert in Israel. That's more the biblical reality. And that's what our heart is for our weekly Green Pastures devotions published by Vineyard Boise. Our hope is that each day you'll find a wee clump of green along the all-too-often arid landscape of life, just enough to sustain you, to keep you moving forward. Each daily devotion consists of four strands, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. May the Lord lead us together into the green pastures we need today to continue growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Green Pastures for Monday, January 30th. On to Nineveh. Today's scripture reading is found in Jonah chapter 3, verses 1 through 10 from the Message Translation, which reads, Next, God spoke to Jonah a second time. Upon your feet and on your way to the big city of Nineveh, preach to them. They're in a bad way and I can't ignore it any longer. This time, Jonah started off straight for Nineveh, obeying God's orders to the letter. Nineveh was a big city, very big. It took three days to walk across it. Jonah entered the city, went one day's walk, and preached, In forty days, Nineveh will be smashed. The people of Nineveh listened and trusted God. They proclaimed a citywide fast and dressed up in burlap to show their repentance. Everyone did it, rich and poor, famous and obscure, leaders and followers. When the message reached the king of Nineveh, he got up off of his throne, threw down his royal robes, dressed in burlap, and sat down in the dirt. Then he issued a public proclamation throughout Nineveh, authorized by him and his leaders. Not one drop of water, not one bite of food for man, woman, or animal, including your herds and flocks. Dress them all, both people and animals, in burlap, and send up a cry for help to God. Everyone must turn around, turn back from an evil life and the violent ways that stain their hands. Who knows, maybe God will turn around and change his mind about us, quit being angry with us and let us live. God saw what they had done, that they had turned away from their evil lives. He did change his mind about them. What he said he would do to them, he didn't do. This is God's word. Finally, out of the fish, or so must have thought Jonah, through storm and raging sea and chaotic deep and the confining womb of that Dagah Gadullah, the great fish, and back on the shores of home as the once fleeing dove is ceremoniously irked up by what is now once again a mere Dag Gadol, a great but very much unpregnant fish. Some observe that Jonah's very appearance would have been marked, perhaps permanently, as the formerly no doubt dark-skinned Palestinian prophet emerged with his skin bleached by the stomach acid of the great fish. That's right, Jonah became a white man, only without any assumed privilege, especially where he was going. For his new marching orders were not long in coming, 
those new orders being not new at all, other than leaving more open-ended the message he was being summoned to deliver. The first time he was told to preach or call out against it because their vile and violent lives had risen like a putrid stench into the divine nostrils, essentially. This time, he simply told to message whatever God tells him to message. That just might have been a bit of a red flag for the reluctant prophet, but off the newly white man went to the wretched hive of scum and villainy, as Obi-Wan might have put it. And so the dove flies, minus any olive branch whatsoever. He begins his journey into the great city as he opens his mouth and shouts out the message he was evidently given to preach. And let's just say that this most definitely was not good news. So welcome to page three of the Jonah story. You've already heard it in its entirety once, taking us from the divine recommissioning to the arrival, to the message, to the response. If time permits, give it another read or listen, and then see what you see. And as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder. Having read through this third page of the Jonah story a few times now, what do you see? How do you sense the Lord nudging you, the Spirit summoning you? What do you see in Nineveh? What do you hear in Jonah's tone as he preaches? Lord, give me ears to hear this story of the prophet who ran, the God who chased him down with a storm, the sailors who displayed faith, compassion, and concern where we would expect none, the reluctant prophet who hid below deck and, un and ultimately yielded himself to the waves and into the gullet of that great fish. Then, finding himself back on the shore, the divine summons repeated a fresh opportunity to heed and follow and speak from the bowels of the great fish to the bowels of the great city. Yes, please let me hear your voice and learn the lessons you would teach in each line as this story unfolds. And please keep breaking me back to where I need to get started and to get going again and again. Amen.